the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Lord Conrad Black, welcome back to America First. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you. So in your latest piece for the New York Sun, you are um, not only saying that we're not on the brink of Armageddon, it's quite a positive version of events. Uh, walk us through uh, what, what your analysis of, of Israel's delay in the ground war could mean and what a long-term scenario for the region could look like. Sure. Uh, first of all, I want to express my delight that, uh, amongst his other talents, uh, Bibi Netanyahu, who, whom I've known for a great many years, uh, appears to be a classical scholar because Hamas must be destroyed, as you would know, <laughs> yes. as a well-educated classicist, is, is effectively a direct paraphrase of uh, the elder Cato saying, Delenda est Carthago, you know, yes. Carthage must be destroyed. I, I hadn't even thought of that, Carthago, Delenda est. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, it was an outrageous policy at the time. Carthage at that point was not uh, uh, offending Rome at all. But on this, on, on, on the point you asked me about, uh, I, look, I don't want to be flippant about this. So the, the horrors of October 7 and subsequently are terrible, and every civilized person in the world would agree with that. Uh, and, and no war is anything other than, as General Sherman said, hell. It, it, and, you know, General MacArthur himself, uh, who, 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 was, who received every combat decoration for bravery with an enemy in foreign wars, uh, including the Congressional Medal of Honor, said that nothing to him could be more revolting than war, and as he put it, few other men now living have known it as I have. Now, with all that said, war has been forced upon Israel, and in my opinion, it was an act of desperation, not of strength, for Hamas to conduct what amounted to a suicide mission, because it had to know that the response Israel would give would would, would be an extremely uh, thorough and dangerous one. And uh, but, but they, you know, the puppet masters in Iran told them to do it out of desperation, and everyone seems to agree uh, that, that it was the only way to interrupt a, uh, a rapprochement between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And it seems to me that the delay, and of course I have absolutely no standing to comment on the tactical or logistical matters that are involved, but every day Hamas becomes weaker being blasted and it's precision bombing it looks from the newsreels that we see that it's just that the israelis are just plastering gaza the way the russians occasionally 
or indeed often do the cities of Ukraine. Not the case. They are targeting individual buildings because their intelligence tells them that legitimate enemy targets are there. And, uh, you know, the uh, Hamas must by now be on very short rations. Very few of them would have had a, 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 a proper sleep in the last two weeks because of the harassment from the air and, and, and elsewhere that has gone on, where the Israeli forces are completely organized, well-rested, uh, properly, uh, you know, receiving full rations, obviously. And and the, the correlation of forces is there, Israel has approximately 500,000 trigger pullers with the full 360,000 reservist column. It has a very formidable air force. It has a complete army, heavy vehicles, tanks, everything of the highest quality. And uh, and its opponents, Hamas and Hezbollah together, have about uh, under 125,000 fighters. Now, I'm not, I'm not disparaging their courage or their training. They're evilly intended, but they're capable warriors. But they don't have anything else except rockets, and they have almost no mobile launch sites. So Hezbollah can have its 100,000 rockets, but the Israelis know where they are, and they, and they know where the launch sites are. And, and they're not going to be firing these rockets for very long before the launch sites are uh, absolutely blown to pieces and the stockpiles are blown up. And, and uh, Israel has four times as large an army, much better equipped and just as well trained, if not better. So uh, it, the whole idea... Of, of things getting out of hand on the ground, on the borders of Israel, is rubbish. It won't. Israel will do what it needs to do, and it ha if it has to do it on two fronts, it will. Iran is, in these matters, a paper tiger. They don't have a serious air force. Their army probably has some competent divisions, but, uh, but they have absolutely no way of getting anywhere near Israeli forces. And... Um, uh, and, and, and so it seems to me that Israel is choosing the time, choosing the method, choosing the exact locations of where it strikes, and, and it, it has an absolutely overwhelming military advantage as well as, despite the, the scurrilous and outrageous demonstrations that have gone on, an unquestionable moral advantage. And so I, I think this is the – it's not what anyone wanted and certainly not anyone in Israel, but – this is a blank check for Israel to completely exterminate one of its most determined and and um, uh, irksome adversaries. I'm by irksome is an understatement. I mean they're murderously irksome, and and it, I, I think doing that is an advantage to Israel in itself, but it also changes the whole equation uh, of, of trying to puzzle through to some kind of lasting uh, settlement in that area. Uh, because uh, at some point, the Arab militants have to understand that they are, they are absolutely not going to succeed in exterminating Israel. And, and they are going to have to accept Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state. And, and at that point, Israel has repeated many times over the last 20 years, it is prepared to accept a Palestinian state, but not one that takes so much out of Israel that it's no longer a viable country. But at that point, I think you can I, – I, I don't agree with those who say a two-state solution is dead, because when the British, while the Turkish still – controlled the whole area, said in 1917 that both the Jews and the Palestinians could have the same territory. It's like, 
you or me selling our house to two different people at the same time. Uh, it, that was that was always going to be the solution. I mean, no one could have foreseen it would take so long and be so difficult, but that is the solution. I think we're getting closer to it. As you detail in your latest piece in the New York Sun, this delay, which many have seen as a bad sign and which was complicated by Biden flying into the region, has been an opportunity for Israel to master its forces. You know, they're now well-fed, well-rested. However, doesn't that calculus all change once the forces deploy into, re- into the region? Because this is, this is Faludron steroids, is it not? This is the hardest type of warfare known to man, where it's not just building to building, it's going to be tunnel to tunnel as well. Uh, it, it is difficult, but again, I think, and I, I don't. Again, I don't want to be. I don't want to sound flippant about this. I mean, uh, as as a, a very great general and a great statesman, Dwight D. Eisenhower said. Uh, and he was constantly being advised as president by the Joint Chiefs to do some warlike act or other. And he said, look, you don't enter into wars like that. You enter into it if you have to, prayerfully, uh, and with a full knowledge of what you might be getting into. So I, I don't want any of your listeners to think I'm being glib about this. I'm not. But, in fact, I think that since contrary to Hamas's efforts to uh, dissuade them from doing so, 70 or 75 percent of the population of northern Gaza has followed Israeli advice and fled to the south. Uh, you, you, you thereby reduce the chances of civil casualties very appreciably. Secondly, um, I, I, this isn't a Stalingrad in the tropics because Israel isn't trying to occupy Gaza. Yes. It's just trying to destroy an enemy in Gaza. And as soon as it detects that a building has some legitimate enemy target in it, it'll blow the building up. And these buildings in Gaza, you can see from just what's on the news these days, one one explosion and they come right down. They have no structural steel in them. So they, right. I mean, it's not like bombing buildings in New York City or something where you'd have to, you know, you'd have to fire uh, into Rockefeller Center, you'd have to fire all the artillery of the Battle of Verdun to knock the building down. But that's not that's not what these buildings are like. And so, it, it, you know, I think they'll move through relatively quickly, and they know more or less what they're trying to do after the tunnels. We're talking all to... There was find, find the openings, and then you, you, you either you put throwers into them or gases that put people to sleep. I don't mean gases that kill people. Right. And, and, or, or, or sewage, or you suck the air out. But you don't have to go in there all through them. You, you, can, get, you can flush people out otherwise. Uh, find out more. Put it into the correct historic context with the historical works on the U.S. presidency from our guest, uh, Lord Conrad Black. The website is conradmblack.com. You can follow him on social media at Conrad M. Black. He's also the co-host of the podcast Scholars and Sense with Victor Davis Hanson and Bill Bennett. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.